Good morning, everybody. We have a lower trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down 4 cents at 5.39. November soybeans down 11 and a quarter at 13.40 and a half. September Chicago wheat down 10 and a half cents at 6.73 and a half. September Kansas City wheat down 9 cents at 6.37. September spring wheat down 9 cents at 8.74 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it. Leave me a rating or a review view if you have not already that'd be much appreciated any sort of feedback that you might have if you're watching on youtube make sure you subscribe to the channel i think only about half of the people that watch these videos are subscribed so if you watch consistently uh, please help me out and subscribe make sure you hit the like button if you like this content if you need some additional assistance from me go to my website it is www.standardgrain.com guys i send out a ton of information to my subscribers for 49 dollars a month it includes my morning email which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. That email includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, um, a lot regarding weather, especially this time of year. Uh, I get very specific in regard to maps and models and all that sort of stuff, uh, what the forecast means for the markets. I've been doing these subscriber-only videos every single day of the week, and during the summer here, I do a Sunday weather video where I talk about the models, the forecasts, uh, what happened over the weekend, and what it means for the markets. This is a monthly subscription billed to your credit card, it can be canceled at absolutely any time. No other fee, no other obligation. And as I've said before, I will not try to sell you anything else, I promise. So certainly check that out. Getting to the headlines here this morning, I think the trade's still very much uh, focused on weather to, to some extent. Um, and over the next seven days here, you're really not going to see a ton in terms of organized rainfall uh, over the Corn Belt. What you're going to see is more kind of like scattered type stuff. Um, you're going to see uh, uh, rains that are, are, you know, you get some areas that, that have an inch of rain, but you see a lot of areas with nothing. And there's really not anything here being offered in terms of an organized system. I did see a fairly significant shift, not significant, but, but a, a, a shift certainly in the forecast just from yesterday to this morning. Yesterday, your GFS and Euro weather models were offering uh, some rains for the first, say, four or five days of August. They were pretty convincing in that it looked like we were going to see rains return. And I'm not really seeing that uh, nearly as much in the models here this morning. So maybe a little bit drier. Uh, th there is the forecast here for cooler temperatures during the first part of August, and that would be certainly welcome. Now, this week, you're going to see some serious heat in the uh, plains and in the north in the northern plains in particular you're going to see some some temperatures in uh, the dakotas over the next couple of days well above 100 degrees uh, some of that stuff may wait may may uh make its way down into Nebraska and other areas. Um, so the forecast short term really doesn't look that great. And we're hoping that there's some light at the end of the tunnel here during the first part of August. Historically low river levels in Argentina will result in reduced vessel capacity. This is not a news story, but it is making the rounds in the news wires here again this morning. Reuters reporting that cargoes will be cut by 25% due to severely low water levels on the Piranha River, which is at a 77-year low. The river carries 80% of the country's ag exports. So capacity uh, will be reduced here. It could be reduced even further if the situation does not improve. Uh, one, one source said that it could be, a, a, they could have to reduce capacity by 40% if this thing doesn't change. Now, Argentina this year will be the second largest uh, exporter of corn globally and is typically, of course, the largest exporter of soybean meal and soybean oil. So this is, is not a fresh story, but um, a kind of a confirmation of what we already knew here. 
High-level U.S.-China uh, talks regarding policy and a number of other matters began today. So U.S. Uh, Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman arrived in China yesterday, and they're going to have these talks regarding uh, policy, regarding these cyber attacks, all sorts of different things. This is uh, appears to be kind of a confrontational deal. Um, a top Chinese official took what was being described as a confrontational tone in the headlines here, accusing the U.S. of creating an imaginary enemy to develop divert attention away from other problems and to suppress China. Uh, Wendy Sherman is the is basically our, our second uh, in line diplomat behind the Secretary of State. Uh, this was a quote, a quote from China's vice foreign minister. He said, the China-U.S. relationship is now in a stalemate and faces serious difficulties. Uh, so this is problematic. Does this mean anything for our grain trade? I'm really not too sure. We've heard reports here recently that Chinese uh, imports of soybeans in particular would be reduced during the second half of the year, but does this does this make any difference whatsoever when it comes to corn and soybean imports for the new crop marketing year? The U.S. stock market posted a fresh all-time high on Friday. This is very, very impressive stuff. The S&P 500, the Dow, and the NASDAQ all posted record high closes. Uh, this is all despite a poorer-than-expected jobless claims uh, report last week. The markets continues to continue to surge. The Dow closed above 35,000 for the first time. The S&P 500 is up more than 17% year-to-date. It's up 101% from your COVID panic low, which was in March of last year, of course. Uh, your labor situation in general is moving in the right direction. Jobless claims are trending lower despite that less-than-stellar report last week. Uh, the big, Perhaps the biggest factor here, arguably, is that the Fed continues its easy money policy, offering uh credit to banks at basically zero interest. The Fed continues to buy uh, a massive amount of U.S. Treasuries every single month. So that is a, a hugely supportive factor. And if that ever goes away, um, the stock market will reflect that very, very quickly. Uh, Friday is first notice day for August. Soybean uh, futures, meal futures, and oil futures. Make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions that you have there. We have uh, export inspections this morning and then crop progress after the close. We had a cattle on feed report and also a cattle inventory report on Friday. Uh, cattle inventories were down 1.3% year over year. I'm not sure how the market's going to handle this. It's It's been kind of a, a stalemate here in terms of the cash cattle trade. I mean, just this 120 trade in the South has persisted. So we'll see what develops here today and this week. The box beef market was marginally higher on Friday. Outside markets, fairly quiet here. We've got the S&P down nine points. We've got the Dow Jones down 115 after that big rally on Friday. U.S. dollars off a little bit. Bonds are up. Uh, crude oil is down 35 cents in the September WTI contract at 71.72. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.